Welcome to the Fantasy DGens. It's me, DGen Matt, here with you. And this week I am doing my own solo episode because Miles didn't want to show up this week. We actually are on a rotation back and forth uh, as to who does the pod each week. Uh, we're, we're trying this new thing out and th- this week's my week. So uh, he's actually had to go into work tonight. This really sucks because it's uh, Halloween night and... Yeah, uh, he's a manager of Gaspar and Trading Post, among other things. Uh, and yeah, his employees didn't want to show up to work tonight because they apparently had better things to do. So uh, Miles is out working the cash register at the Gaspar and Serpent River, and I'm here doing the pod with you. So let's get right into it. Uh, first, I wanted to talk about a trade that uh, we made. And uh, the Warrior Bowl this past week, which was pretty big, it could be considered a blockbuster. So this is the uh, charity league that we are in this year, and it's a super flex league. We had uh, a little bit of trouble with injuries, unfortunately, and so we had to make a trade for a quarterback. Uh, It's just been rough. We uh, lost Dak Prescott earlier in the year, picked up Andy Dalton. He obviously went down last week. He's out. Uh, We don't trust Ben DiNucci, uh, who's his backup, uh, the third string on that team. Uh, so we ended up trading for Derek Carr in that league, and it was it was actually a much bigger deal than that. We ended up trading for Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Le'Veon Bell, and Cole Beasley, and we had to give up uh, Will Fuller, Ronald Jones, James Robinson, Brandon Ayuk, and Jamichael Hasty. Now we thought that this was a great trade for us. Uh, we we are pretty deep at wide receiver in that league. We still have Adam Thielen, Tyler Boyd and Darius Slayton to go along with Beasley, who we just picked up. So we were willing to get rid of uh, Fuller and Ayuk. And Ayuk has been playing really well lately, and I I do think that he's going to continue playing well. Uh, Fuller, he potentially going to Green Bay, actually. I'd read some... uh, some trade rumors with uh, Will Fuller to Green Bay because Houston's been doing poorly and uh, Green Bay does need those passing weapons. Uh, so I don't know if this is actually an upgrade for Fuller. I think it's a downgrade because you already have Devontae Adams uh, in Green Bay if he ends up going there. And he's not the star of the show like he would be in Houston. So uh, I, in terms of volume, uh, I think it actually goes down a bit. It's never been really a, a question uh, as to if he can have a good quarterback uh, throwing the ball to him. Uh, Obviously, um, Sean Watson's a great quarterback, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if it's that much of an upgrade. Uh, I think they're pretty well on par uh, with each other in terms of quarterback play uh, in in terms of targeting their wide receivers and stuff. So uh, that's good. Uh, We also got rid of Ronald Jones and James Robinson. Uh, these, this one kind of stunk uh, for us, but we did get J- Josh Jacobs in return who had had a down game last week, which kind of decreased his value, uh, as well as Le'Veon Bell, who just got uh, acquired by Kansas City a couple weeks ago. And this week especially is a, a great play for Le'Veon Bell, I think, uh, facing his former Jets team. 
So I, I liked that trade-off. And then you got Jamichael Hasty, who was basically a throw-in here. Uh, he wanted, the, the guy that uh, we traded with wanted someone who could start this week because uh, Robinson is on uh, bye. And uh, after getting rid of Jacobs, uh, Jones basically replaced him. And he still needed a, a starter at running back this week. So we had no problem giving up Hasty for him because it, it looks like Tevin Coleman's actually going to play this week so I don't know if uh, Hasty's worth starting uh, if Tevin Coleman does play so just wanted to break down that trade a little bit for you uh, and I forgot to mention uh, on our team we still have DJ Chark uh, we have Miles Sanders Ezekiel Elliott uh, and now we've got a pretty good looking lineup it was it was just really the quarterback that we needed for a team uh, the rest of our team was pretty good and in fact we are the highest scoring team in this uh, league slash division because it is a charity uh, league with 240 teams we're just in a 12 team division uh, we're the highest scoring team in that division and uh, now that we've acquired our second quarterback then we're going to be good I think Moving on to some news and notes for this week. We have some wacky weather coming our way uh, in some of the games this week. This Last week was probably the first week that we actually saw some weather affect the games, uh, especially in that Kansas City-Denver game, uh, which had some snow. This week, it's going to be windy in several games, especially in the northeast uh, region of the United States. So uh, we have the Jets and the Chiefs, 13 mile an hour wins in that game. That one shouldn't be too, too bad. Uh, with the Ravens and Steelers, we've got some uh, rain that's projected to come down fairly heavy. Uh, and I'm not as concerned about the rain as I am about the wind, with especially when it comes to throwing the football. Uh, people still throw and catch pretty well. Sometimes the ball slips, but you, you're typically seeing a larger effect on from the wind than you are from the rain. Uh, as well, we have the Vikings and Packers game. Those are 26 mile an hour uh, winds in that one projected. Uh, I am not really playing too many of the uh, too much of the passing attack uh, from either team in this game. And same with uh, the Browns and Raiders. They're looking at 25 mile an hour winds and a little bit of rain and wind, or sorry, a little bit of rain to go along with the wind in that one. Uh, with the Titans and Bengals, they've got 17 mile an hour winds. Uh, Patriots, Bills, 16 mile an hour winds and uh, some heavy rain expected for that game. So I am really uh, digging the defenses in that Patriots-Bills game uh, with the combination of the wind and the rain and how good these teams are at stopping the run. I, I don't see this as a, a, a game that's going to have a whole lot of fantasy value, uh, maybe a little bit from the Bills side of the ball, but there's, there's a lot of injuries on the New England side of the ball, and I'm not really looking to that one to provide a lot, a lot of fantasy value. Uh, moving on to the later slate, we have the Saints and Bears. That one's got 23 mile an hour winds in that one. Mostly cloudy, not going to be too bad for the rain part. 
but that's those wins are getting up there uh and i i i don't like how that's going to affect this one new orleans is playing shorthanded already with their passing attack uh chicago actually got some good news today allen robinson who was doubtful to go into this game has now been cleared from concussion protocol and will play in the uh, game against the saints and then at the night game we got the cowboys and eagles 14 mile an hour winds and a possible light rain uh not too worried about that one usually if you're getting up over like 15 to 20 that's where you start to get concerned uh about the wind uh and then above 20 that's when it's really starts swirling and affecting the the ball flight then on the monday game we are expecting 13 mile an hour winds for the uh, buccaneers and giants game so i'm not too concerned about that one again but uh it is something to keep aware of. Uh, I'd say the biggest effects are going to be in the Packers, Vikings, the Browns, Raiders, uh, the Bills, Patriots, and the Bears, Saints games. Uh, those are ones where I'm kind of shying away from some of the uh, passing options and receiving options in those games. But you you know that they're going to throw the ball at some point. I just don't want to take the risk of picking uh, someone and p having them have a poor game because I didn't uh, do my research beforehand. So I think uh, that's good for those notes. Getting on to some of the uh, questionable injured players, uh, doubtful and out players. On the questionable side of the ball, we have Dalvin Cook for the Minnesota Vikings, Tyler Higby, Philip Lindsay, Damian Harris, and Jordan Aikens. Uh, those five are all expected to play on Sunday. Uh, some more questionables. We got Chris Carson, Travis Homer, Tim Patrick, Mo Alley Cox, and Frank Gore, who are all questionable, and they are game time decisions. So look uh, to pivot from those guys in case they are out we have some doubtful players in jameson crowder Car carlos hyde and mark ingram so if you've been listening this means that the uh, seattle running uh, attack is not very healthy right now uh, right now as it stands it looks like dj dallas could actually get the uh, majority of the carries in that one uh, however, they are facing San Francisco this week, uh, who has been very good at stopping the run. And I, I, I'm, I don't know if I want to play the rookie D Dallas uh, in this one. San Francisco has, yeah, given up the second fewest points to the running back position this season. So I, I'd honestly be staying away from them entirely. I, I am looking at the uh, passing attack for both Seattle and uh, San Francisco in this one. I, I like both of their chances in this one. And I, I do still think that uh, Seattle's going to run the ball a lot. But I don't know what the efficiency is going to be facing that Niners defense. Uh, moving on to some players that are out for this weekend. Got a lot of big names uh, just coming into this weekend Aaron Jones Joe Mixon both out again for the second straight week so look to Jamal Williams and uh, Giovanni Bernard to fill in their roles OBJ last weekend went down and tore his Achilles uh, on a interception where he's trying to make the tackle that uh, sucks because OBJ was starting to turn it around a little bit for fantasy this season 
unfortunately uh, he's out for the year. This does bump up uh, Landry and Higgins in that passing attack, but this is a team that's still run first, I would say. Kevin Stefanski loves to run the ball, and he's got a capable back in Kareem Hunt right now, uh, as well as maybe a little bit of a mix of Dearness Johnson from time to time. Uh, then moving on, we got Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders who are out. So it's funny, a lot of these uh, running backs that are out were ones that were taken probably at the end of the first, beginning of the second round. So uh, there's been a lot of major uh, running back injuries this year, and it's hurt owners a lot. Um, I, I don't think I've seen a year where this many uh, top-end guys go down uh, so early and for, for such a long time. You already had CMC and Barkley go down earlier in the year. Um, Dalvin Cook was out for a week, you know. Uh, it, it, you expect these guys to miss games, but it's just it all seems to be coming at once this year. And I don't like it, to be honest. It's, it's made it much more difficult for, for me to uh, do well as a fantasy player. Like, I'm still doing fine in all my leagues, but it's it definitely shakes things up. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, both out for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, this really blows for Drew Brees. Uh, he's facing an already stout Chicago Bears defense who has given up the least amount of points to the quarterback position and with his top receivers out and also who's out uh, Marquez Callaway who kind of broke out uh, two weeks ago uh, and a, a little bit last week too so his top receiving options right now are Jared Cook and uh, Deontay Harris and that's well and Alvin Kamara obviously but uh, still not liking uh, that it, along with the uh, the the swirling winds that are planning on being in uh, Chicago this weekend, so I am fading the New Orleans offense, uh, other than maybe Kamara uh, this week. So uh, moving on, Jeff Wilson is out, Chris Godwin is out, Julian Edelman's out, Nikhil Harry's out. Uh, Another team in New England who I'm just staying away from this weekend. Julian Edelman's been banged up all season long, and it looks like he's going to be actually headed to IR, uh, unfortunately. Sammy Watkins out. Austin Hooper out. Debo Samuel out. Devonta Freeman, Deshaun Jackson, Marquez Callaway, who I mentioned earlier, Brashad Perryman, and Andy Dalton all out for this weekend. Yeah, and that uh, that sucks. There's a there's a lot of big names on that uh, on that list, and people are gonna have to pivot. And you might see some pretty uh, pretty 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 feeble scores this week. I'm thinking, but there's still some value to be found. And speaking of value, let's get to our starts, sits, and bets of the week. So starting off with my quarterback starts of the week, number one is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. The Seattle Seahawks defense has given up the most points to the quarterback this season. Uh, on average, quarterbacks are scoring 26.4 points against them. And actually, uh, in the last two weeks, uh, the quarterbacks have been averaging 37.1 points against them. Now, 
take that with a grain of salt because they have faced some uh, pretty good opponents the last two weeks. Uh, but like Kyler, Kyler Murray gets a ton of points on the ground and uh, I forget who they played the week before that, but they, they played it pretty well. I, I will say, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, he, he had a bit of a down week last week. Uh, who'd they face? They faced the, uh, New England Patriots. Actually, he didn't have that bad of a game. What are you talking about, Matt? Take and have another one. I actually haven't even sipped this beer. I feel like I've been talking for, <laughs> what is it? Where are we going on? Close to 20 minutes now? Not even 16. Not bad. Not bad. I'm, I'm actually rolling through this pretty well. Um, I, I actually told Miles before I started recording, I'm like, I, I feel like this is going to be a short pod because I, I feel, I, I usually just ramble on and try and get through things. Uh, which is the opposite of rambling on ramble through everything and try and don't take breaks is what I meant to say. Now I am rambling on about rambling through this. So this is, this is getting a little bit uh, out of control. So I'm just going to move on to my next start. Uh, next start is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are facing the Cowboys this week. And the Cowboys have been decimated by injuries on defense, on offense. They're just not the the Cowboys team that we were kind of expecting coming into this season. Uh, I I think that Carson Wentz has a great matchup this week. the The Cowboys are just giving up a ton of points uh, to the quarterback position. They are ranked. Uh, 10th right now in terms of uh, giving up points to the quarterback position, averaging 20.7 points to that position uh, per week. And Carson Wentz is playing good. Uh, he, he had a good game against the Ravens two weeks ago, another uh, good game against the Giants uh, last week. And I expect him to roll into Dallas, or I think actually the game's in Philadelphia. Yeah, the game is in Philadelphia this week. And I, I'm expecting a, a big performance from him. Uh, you got, uh, what's his name, Jalen Rager, uh, who just came back from injury this week. He's expected to play. Uh, and more news today is uh, Dallas Goddard is expected to be back for this game as well. So we could see Wentz with probably the healthiest uh, options in, in his receiving core that he's had. Plus with Miles Sanders out and Boston Scott taking over the lead back duties in Philadelphia, who is a pass catching back. Uh, I expect Wentz to have a great game. Uh, and like that, that combination of Dallas defense and his weapons being healthy just lines up very well for a good performance this week. Final start of the week is going to be Tom Brady facing the New York Giants. Giants haven't been a good football team this year, and Tampa Bay has been a good football team. Uh, now, the Giants are kind of middle of the pack for giving up points to the quarterback position, but with the way Tom Brady's uh, playing right now, his his uh, passing attack, uh, receiving core, I should say, is looking great right now. Chris, Chris Godwin is out for this week, 
but you still got Mike Evans. You got Antonio Brown coming in, who uh, Bruce Arians has said looks great in practice. Of course, Arians is going to say that, though, because why talk down uh, any of your team, right? But I, I expect uh, Brown to have an impact in this game. I expect uh, Evans to get a couple deep shots as well. Uh, I'm thinking Fournette and Jones are going to be involved in the passing game. Scotty Miller's probably going to get involved too. Scotty Miller, who had a great week last week too. I think he had six catches for like 106 yards or something like that. It was great. Uh, but he's not super reliable for fantasy. He's, it seems like every time he has a good matchup, that's when he doesn't play well. And when he has a crap matchup, that's when he does play well. So I, I don't know if I'd trust Scotty Miller in terms of fantasy this week, but... Moving on uh, to some quarterback sits on on the other side of the ball in the same game. We've got Daniel Jones, who I am sitting. Uh, Tampa Bay has given up the third fewest points to the quarterback this season. Uh, Opponents' quarterbacks are only averaging 13.8 points per game, which is rough, (laughs) to say the least. So uh, Jones has been struggling all season long. Uh, he's faced some really tough defenses, to be fair, but uh, I, I just don't, I don't trust him to start to play well in this game. I, I feel like he he did all right against uh, Philly last week, and partially <laughs> due to an 80-yard run where he uh, oh so closely scored a touchdown, but he did not. He tripped over his own feet and fell 10 yards short of the goal line but uh yeah jones i'd sit him this week and another sit that i had brought up earlier on the show drew breeze uh, like i had said his passing attack is not great right now uh really banged up and he, you know what he's probably gonna get some dump offs to camara that where camara just dodges like four or five defenders takes it for 20 30 hell maybe even 70 yards <laughs> touchdown but I don't want to rely on that for Brees so if if he had Michael Thomas if he had uh, Emmanuel Sanders in this game I, I, I might still be playing him because they're usually uh, there on the shorter throws so you're not getting as much uh, wind affecting the throws but those guys are out and I, I don't think that uh, Bree's going to have a great day against this uh, Chicago Bears defense. And then my final sit this week is uh, Cam Newton. I am, I'm, I, I like Cam to have a pretty decent rushing baseline this week. But as for throwing the ball, it's just been, it's, it's been bad for Cam this season. Uh, and to go on top of that, the uh, weapons in his receiving core are just so diminished right now. You know, you've got Demir Bird, who's still healthy. Uh, who's that other one that's always on there? Let me look. At, uh, I'll go back to it anyway. But, like, I can't even remember the second best <laughs> receiver on their team, right? That's that's healthy right now. You, you know, Nikhil Harry is out. Julian Edelman's out. Their tight ends have been nothing this year. Um you know what, Cam might scramble in for a score or something like that, get some long runs, but again, I I just don't want to 
rely on that because although Buffalo's defense hasn't been great at uh, for giving up points to the quarterback, uh, with the wind and the rain in this game, I'm not. I'm still not liking uh, Cam's chances at having a good game. Uh, getting on to some of our running back starts of the week. My first one is going to be Jamal Williams. With Aaron Jones out again this week and the wind uh, playing a significant factor in this game, I expect Williams to get the ball a ton. He's going to be uh, running quite a bit. Uh, we saw that A.J. Dillon wasn't getting that involved last week, so I don't expect him to get involved again this week. Who knows? Because of the uh, amount that they might need to rush it, they might have to get A.J. Dillon a little bit more involved this week, but I still expect uh, William to be the main guy because he's got the uh, he's the receiving threat for the uh, that backfield. And Aaron Rodgers is probably going to dump off to him four or five times, maybe even more, uh, as well as have him rush for, I'd, I'd say, 15 to 20 attempts in this game. Uh, you give uh, Dylan maybe another five to 10, but I, I expect a lot of rushes this week in that game. Second start is going to be Boston Scott. Uh, as I had mentioned earlier with Wentz, he's going to be dumping off the ball quite a bit. Uh, Scott is the main guy now that Miles Sanders is out this week. And yeah, I, I, he, he played well last week, kind of saved his fancy day with a late touchdown, uh, albeit. But he, I still like Scott for this game. I think he gives you a solid floor uh, and a ceiling could be in the mid-20s, low-20s, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd stream him if you can. Start him if you can, I should say. Um, and finally, Le'Veon Bell. This is a revenge game for Bell facing Adam Gase, who he has a uh, history of not getting along with. Sorry, I'm going to take a sip of my beer for... Actually, a second sip of my beer since I first started this. Mouth's getting a little dry doing this all on my own. I won't lie. But uh, yeah, Bell in this game, uh, he looked good last week in his debut. Obviously, they're trying to ease him into that offense, but I think that they're going to get him the ball a ton this week. Um, he wants to prove uh, to Adam Gase and the New York Jets that it was a mistake letting him go. And I... I I think that Bell is going to have a great uh, revenge game. I, I am uh, relying on that revenge game, but the Jets have also been pretty brutal at stopping the run this uh, this year. Uh, in fact, they are the seventh worst uh, defense at uh, giving up fantasy points to the running back. So that combined with uh, the revenge game narrative makes Le'Veon a start for me this week. Now getting to some sits for the running back position. My top sit is going to be Devin Singletary. Now this, you might be asking me like, well, Matt, you already talked about the wind and the rain for this game. Uh, aren't they going to be running the ball quite a bit? I, I think that they are going to be. I don't think it's going to be Singletary running the ball, though. I think it's going to be Zach Moss. Uh, he, he ran better last week uh, for the Bills, and Singletary was not as efficient as uh, as Moss was. Um, I, I, I think that Singletary is one of those guys where 
you're almost forced to start him with the amount of injuries that have uh, occurred this this year at the running back position. But I just don't see uh, Singletary as the uh, the guy to lead this Bills team in this game. I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. You might have a couple touchdowns on either side of the ball. But I don't think the volume is going to be there for Singletary now that uh, Moss has shown that he can outrush him uh, in efficiency-wise. Um, another sit for me this week, Wayne Gallman. Now, Devonta Freeman did go down uh, to injury last week. He's out this week, so Gallman is probably going to be the, the main running back for the Giants against Tampa Bay. But like I said earlier, this Tampa Bay defense is very stout uh not only at uh stopping quarterbacks but at stopping the run too now they're uh 12th right now in uh stopping or, or giving up the fewest points the 12th fewest uh points to the running back position uh but i i don't think gallman is good enough to really uh really show that he can break through that defensive line and actually over the last four weeks Tampa Bay has been the second best uh defense at stopping the run so I am fading Gallman uh in all formats uh, and DFS I wouldn't start him anywhere uh I'm, I'm not gonna even try and say that he might get a touchdown down because I don't think that he will uh but Getting on to my final running back sit, it's going to be Josh Kelly. Uh, Denver's been surprisingly good at stopping the run this year. Uh, it's one of the highlights of the Denver Broncos this year because they don't have too many offensive highlights, let me tell you. Uh, the, the the Broncos' defense over the, the 2020 season is the third best defense at stopping the run. And if you're split in time uh, like the Los Angeles Chargers are, and Josh Kelly is not your pass catching back. He's kind of relying on uh, the the running work. And I think that he is, hell, he's going to split the volume for rushes, I think, with uh, Jackson. Uh, Jackson was banged up earlier in the week, but he is good to go now. So I, I expect Jackson to see the bulk of the carries because he it seems like he's been more efficient uh, than uh, Kelly has been on the season, so I would uh, I, I'd prefer to play Jackson in this game uh, because he probably gives you a safe uh, floor fantasy points wise with his uh, receiving work. But I'm not uh, not liking Kelly. Uh, unfortunately, I do have to start Kelly in one of my leagues this week because of injuries and buys uh, to that team. So. Uh, here's hoping that my prediction is wrong, but I just don't see it that way. Going to our wide receiver starts this week. Uh, top of the list for me is T. Higgins. Higgins has shown that he is a great receiver in the NFL. And with Burrow slinging the ball as much as he has been and having a, a, a kind of a down matchup, this, not down in the sense that he won't do well, but for the Bengals, I think that they're going to be playing catch-up in this game uh, against the Titans. Tennessee's offense has been great, and I think that 
Derrick Henry's going to probably run all over Cincinnati. So you're, you're going to see a lot of pass attempts from Burrow like we did uh, past couple weeks, actually. Uh, so Higgins is a great start. And honestly, I would be starting all three uh, of the uh, Cincinnati receivers in uh, Boyd, Green, and Higgins. Uh, Green's been getting some volume again, uh, kind of getting back into the swing of things, even though he did look washed kind of earlier in the season. But we do have to remember he is coming off an entire missed season uh, due to that uh, ankle injury last year. So I think that uh, all three of these uh, Cincinnati receivers could have great games, but I'm liking T. Higgins the most uh, out of the three, to be honest. And going to our next wide receiver start, we've got Travis Fulham. And it seems it may seem like I'm picking a lot of Eagles here, but like I said earlier, Dallas defense and offense has is is it's rough, man. It's really rough. So I am uh, I am expecting a huge game for the Eagles this week, uh, facing them. They're, they're the over under in this game is ten and a half points uh, win for the Eagles, uh, and. Honestly, I could I could totally see it happening. I I've got this game at right around ten to fourteen point lead for, or win for the Eagles. So I I won't be betting on it as you'll uh, find out later in the pod. But uh, I do I really like the Eagles this week, man. Uh, Fulham has been playing great as of late, and even though they are getting some uh, receivers back in. Uh, Dallas Goddard and uh, what's his name there? Almost did it again, Jalen Rager. Uh, I, I want to say Denzel Mims for some reason. And it's, it's the whole rookie uh, wide receiver thing in green jerseys, I guess. Because uh, <laughs> you got Mims playing for the Jets and uh, Rager playing for the Eagles. But uh, have another one, Matt. Or at least finish your first beer before you uh, start blaming these excuses on the beer. <laughs> So, Travis Fulham, looking great. Still like him against this Dallas defense, even though those uh, receiving options are returning. And play him in your lineups. Final wide receiver start for the week is Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk has been playing great uh, as of late. Uh, as I had talked about earlier, he's uh, he's really starting to show out for this uh, San Francisco uh, offense in the last three and sorry in five of the last six weeks he has uh, had five or more targets in each of those games uh, now he's not catching all those balls so uh, in in the matchup against Philly where he had five targets he only had two receptions Miami three receptions on six targets last week seven or six receptions on seven targets for 115 yards which is not too shabby i would say but uh debo samuels out this week and the seattle seahawks are just bleeding points to the wide receiver uh position so i expect Ayuk to have a good week and honestly kendrick Bourne is probably in line for a pretty decent week as well and uh i, I think jarek mckinnon as well and we didn't see much of him last week apparently that was for rest in quotation marks i i, I think he might be I, i'm speculating that he might be battling some sort of lingering injury but uh he is the pass catching back in 
the 49ers offense, and I expect him to have a pretty significant role in the game this week. Moving on to my wide receiver sits of the week, and the first one is going to be the Patriots wide receiving core. With the injuries that are have happened that I already mentioned and the lack of decent options for Cam Newton, uh, I, I, you could take a dart throw on any of these guys and who knows, maybe they'll have a serviceable week for the week, but I just, I, I'd rather move on to other options elsewhere because I don't trust uh, Cam Newton or this uh, receiving core at all. They've just been brutal the last couple weeks. Uh, so if if you have any of them, Demir Bird or uh, Gunner Olszewski, I think that's how you say it, uh, or anyone, I, I would, I'd honestly be benching the entire Patriots team in this game. I, I don't see them having a great game in the, the wind and the rain and uh, with the way that their offenses looked the last couple weeks. Uh, I mean, if you have to start Cam in like a super flex league, then I guess if you have to start um, Damian Harris because of injuries and bye weeks, then I, I guess I just, I'm not expecting much from this Patriots team at all. And uh, for for me, as being a quote-unquote uh, Patriots hater uh, for the last couple of years, it, it brings me a little bit of joy to see them struggling so much, to be honest. Um, next wide receiver sit of the week is going to be uh, Derry Slayton. Slayton has been on and off all season for uh, whether he has big games or not. And this week facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I am not expecting a whole lot from him. Uh, he does have a pretty tough uh, cornerback matchup this week. Uh, and I'll get back to that in a second because I do want to bring up the correct uh, Tampa Bay cornerback that he is going to be facing so uh yeah i don't i don't like slayton this week he's facing uh jamel dean who has been great at stopping the uh the, his, his receiving option or the the guys he's covering in the in coverage <laughs> covering in coverage good job matt you're, you're doing great buddy um <laughs> Jamel Dean has been great this year. Slayton has been back and forth, it seems like, every week. Um, Don't like him this week. If you have to start him, I guess. But if you have other options, pivot to them. And my final sit for the week is going to be Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is going to be facing Desmond King in the in the uh, as a cornerback, and King has been great at uh, covering his uh, receivers that he's faced. I Judy's been kind of the the guy that the top cornerbacks have been covering this year, which has kind of led to Tim Patrick being a bit better of a fantasy option for a lot of teams. Uh, Judy's still kind of getting his feet wet, and he was kind of forced into this wide receiver one uh, role in Denver. 
since uh, Cortland Sutton went down. I was expecting a bigger season from Judy as the number two because I thought that uh, Sutton would be taking away a lot of the attention uh, from Judy. But so far with how the Denver offense has been playing and how Judy's been covered by the top cornerbacks, I'm just not confident starting him uh, quite yet until I see a better performance from him. Getting on to our tight end starts this week. Uh, top one for me is going to be Jonu Smith. A uh, bit of a down week last week. Only had one catch, I believe. But uh, he's facing the Cincinnati Bengals, who are the second worst defense at giving up points to the tight end position. Uh, I, I I think that Smith is a great uh, tight end. Uh, actually, they're third worst. Uh, Atlanta moved into second, apparently, after that uh, Carolina game. No, that doesn't make sense. They wouldn't be counting that one yet. Whatever. Maybe uh, I'm getting two different uh, sources for uh, my information. So they're, they're still bad, though, regardless <laughs> at uh, stopping the tight end position. Uh, but... Yeah, uh, Johnny Smith looks to have a better matchup this week. I think that this uh, game is actually going to be a shootout between the uh, Bengals and the uh, Titans. So I, I like, uh, I, I really like Johnny Smith in this uh, matchup. And if you do play on DraftKings, he is at a very reasonable $4,100 price tag right now. Uh, it may be a trap because of uh, the down weeks that he's had. And I, I don't know. It just seems like such a good value for him at that position, uh, considering he can have the massive monster weeks that he's had earlier in the season. Now, mind you, that was without A.J. Brown in the lineup and A.J. Brown's in, obviously. But uh, given my projections for this game being very high scoring, uh, I am going to take Johnny Smith uh, in a lot of my uh, DFS lineups and I'm starting him in the leagues that I own him in. Another good tight end start this week is going to be Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is facing the New Orleans Saints who are giving up the most points to the tight end position this season. Uh, Nick Foles has been targeting Jimmy Graham quite a bit over the past few weeks and he's He's the most targeted red zone tight end uh, or tight end in the red zone this season so far. Uh, so Jimmy Graham is a great start this week in my mind uh, because he's going to be catching those uh, short to mid-range passes. The wind that I was talking about earlier probably won't be affecting the ball flight that much or as much as uh, it would with the deeper throws. And when you're down in the red zone, Jimmy Graham has been Nick Foles' favorite target. So I uh, I think that he's going to have a great week this week. Going on to my final tight end start this week, it's going to be Mike Gesicki. Now, Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Rams defense has been pretty good at uh, not, not stopping the tight end position, but stopping the... Uh, the receiving options overall. Uh, but that actually has opened up the tight end position a little bit because their cornerbacks are focusing mostly on wide receivers uh, and safeties coming underneath are not picking up the tight ends as well as they could be. Uh, on the season, the Rams are 
the 11th or 10th, 11th worst uh, defense at uh, giving up points to the uh, tight end position. So I, I think that uh, in this game, Miami's probably going to be down. You got Tua Tagovailoa, uh, who's coming in for his first start uh, of the NFL, of his NFL career. And typically you see uh, rookie quarterbacks target their tight ends a little bit more. And I know that Adam Shaheen was actually uh, extended earlier this week, and he did get involved last week, but I still think this is a Gesicki week. He is the uh, more athletic uh, tight end in my mind and a a better target as well uh, over Shaheen. So I would start him, but, you know, yeah. You know what? I'm not going to backtrack on that one. Start Mike Gesicki in your leagues this week. Uh, going to our tight end sits. First one is going to be Noah Fant for me. Uh, as I had said earlier, this uh, Denver Broncos passing attack is not that great. And last week, we saw Noah Fant kind of still getting his... Uh, feet wet after returning from injury didn't look quite the same out there and they targeted a lot of other tight ends other than Fant <laughs> in the passing game so I don't know if that was just a game plan for that game or if it's going to be like that moving forward but regardless I'm not trusting uh, Fant this week uh, another tight end sit and you're gonna it might be a head scratcher uh, because of the lack of options in that offense, but it's going to be Jared Cook. Uh, I I see um, Chicago kind of focusing a bit more on Cook this week because of the lack of options in the receiving game for Breeze. And I honestly, honestly, I think that Chicago might win this game. As as crazy as that is to say, uh, because Breeze just doesn't have that many options in the passing game. Not sorry, not many good options. He has options. They they're, they're still going to put uh, a couple of receivers on the field, but uh, with the way Drew Brees has been playing this season, he's kind of been relying on the the short dump offs, and I think that uh, Chicago is probably going to pick up on that, or at least I I would think that they should. You never know with Matt Nagy though, <laughs> so uh, I'd sit Jared Cook this week, but if he does have a decent week. I wouldn't be surprised uh, just because of the lack of options in uh, New Orleans. And my final sit is going to be Robert Tunyon. Uh, I, I found out the other week that it is pronounced Tunyon and not Tonyan, uh, like it's spelled. But uh, with with the winds being as high as they are in this uh, Green Bay Minnesota game, uh, not trusting the the receiving options since Devonte Adams has been back. Uh, Tunyon has. Uh, kind of seen his role diminish in the offense. Uh, you've seen a bit more MVS uh, in the last week with week or two with uh, Adams back. And like I said, going to be tough for the passing game this week in uh, Green Bay. So last week uh, I had put my bets online because I missed the show. So uh, I wanted to recap some of those bets. Uh, let me just pull it up here. I, I think I hit on about half of them. So 
Uh, I had Jacksonville and Los Angeles Chargers over 49 points. I uh, I hit on that one. Uh, Carolina covering the spread of plus seven against New Orleans. Hit on that one. Uh, missed out on Buffalo uh, covering the 10.5 point spread. They were the favorites in that one. So it was minus 10.5. Uh, they ended up only winning by, I think, five or eight points. It was eight points, I believe. Uh, so they didn't cover that one. Uh, Tampa Bay, Las Vegas Raiders. I was expecting a bit more from these defenses. I had bet the under on that one, under 52. Lost out on that one. And then finally, it was Chicago and LA Rams. And I don't, I didn't check that one actually uh, to see if I won it. I think I won it. No, they didn't. Just kidding. Uh, Chicago did not cover their plus six uh, point spread against the uh, the Rams. However, because of my placements and bets, only went down a little bit. Uh, and I'm not betting the real money like Miles is. Uh, but. That's okay. I think this week going to get back on track and I'll start off with, uh, actually, I'll start off with Miles' bets this week. He did pick uh, Atlanta in the Thursday night game and hit on that one. He was actually really close with the uh, final score too. The final score was uh, 25 to 18 and he had bet uh, Atlanta 27-20 in that one. So he hit on that one. That was a, that was a good bet by him. Uh, moving on to his next one, he's got the LA Rams uh, covering minus three and a half against Miami. I like that pick too. He says that uh, sorry to the Tua fans, but uh, he's in for a rough night against the Rams defense. He thinks that uh, Rams are going to be winning big this one, actually. He's got the final score at 27 to 16 for the Rams. Yeah, I like the line. Uh, I like the Rams in this game as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think they'll cover the point spread. I think Tua will have a decent uh, fantasy day because he has that rushing ability. And, uh, you know, he's going to still chuck the ball. Might be a little rough score-wise. I'm, I'm predicting more of a 27-20 to uh, win for the Rams. But uh, the, the over-under on this one's 46. That would put me at 47. So it's not one that I'm betting on. Uh, if, if I was going to bet, I'd, I'd say the, the Rams as well, going along with Miles. But I'm going to let him have that one. One that I am betting on uh, the same with him is the LA Chargers facing the Denver Broncos. Uh, Chargers are a minus three favorite in this game. And I I love that for them. I I think that the Chargers are better than the Broncos. Uh, Justin Herbert's been looking great to start his uh, career as a as a NFL quarterback. And I'm actually doing a parlay on this game. Uh, Going to be taking the Chargers uh, to to win, cover the cover the spread at minus three. And I'm picking the over of 44 and a half in this game. So I'll, I'll be betting 500 of our fake money on that one. Uh, getting on to some more of my bets. I am picking the Colts at minus two and a half against the Lions. The Colts are still a good team. They they had a bit of a couple, couple rough weeks against some uh, decent defenses. 
but uh, the Detroit Lions are not a great defense. Uh, they're kind of one of those middle-tier defenses that's been okay, okay everywhere, not great uh, anywhere in particular. Uh, they've been pretty decent at uh, stopping the tight end, but even still, uh, I still like the Colts to win by at least a field goal in this one. And with the amount of field goals they uh, take from, or they, they give to... <laughs> Rodrigo Blankenship, then I I think that they could win on only field goals in this game because of how good their defense has been playing. Another bet that I am going oh, oh and I'll uh, I'll say uh, seven fifty on that one uh, for our fake money bets. Uh, gonna also take the Raiders at plus two and a half uh, facing the Browns in Cleveland. This is going to be a, a ground game, and these defenses, neither defense is really that great. Uh, you got two great running backs in Josh Jacobs and Kareem Hunt. Uh, I would put them in my starts uh, for the week, but you're probably already going to be starting them because of the name value. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be, uh, I, don't, I didn't feel the need to mention them uh, until now. But I, the Raiders have been playing pretty good football. They've faced, they've had a rough schedule to start the year, to be honest. And they, I, I, I don't think the Cleveland is that good. Their, their offense has been good, and Kevin Stefanski has turned that team around uh, quite a bit with his coaching. It, it's, it's crazy what a competent coach can actually do for, for a team, eh? Uh, dropping that Canadian a bomb in there. I haven't dropped an F-bomb yet, though. Maybe it's because I've had like three sips of this beer and uh, not getting too belligerent tonight. At least not yet. Uh, it is Halloween, so we'll uh, we'll see <laughs> about later. Uh, but yeah, Ra Raiders have, been, have had a tough schedule to start the year. Browns aren't as good as I think that uh, the record shows. And I think that Josh Jacobs has a good game in this one. I think that uh, Derek Carr probably has a good game. He's gonna, probably going to be dumping off some passes. This was one of the games that also had high wins, uh, but still probably going to see a lot of targets to Darren Waller, uh, maybe a few to Nelson Aguilar. Probably not too many to Henry Ruggs unless he's uh, coming out of the slot. But I expect Renfro to uh, be coming out of the slot. And actually, Brian Edwards might be back this week. I forgot to mention him in uh, my questionable uh, guys. But I don't. he hasn't really produced much fantasy relevance. So I uh, didn't feel the need to mention him until now. A couple things that I haven't felt the need to mention until now, I guess. Whatever. Uh, going to put uh, 500 of our fake money on that game as well. Bills Patriots expecting the Bills to win uh, and cover the minus three uh, spread that they've got. The Bills are not a bad football team. They've had a couple struggles recently, but facing this Patriots team that's really been struggling pretty well the entire season, uh, Cam hasn't looked good since he's returned from the COVID IR list. Uh, Josh Allen's still playing pretty well. Uh, I I think that the Bills can win it by at least three points. Like that that line just seems 
way too small for me. I I have the Bills winning by a touchdown in this game. Uh, I I figure that the score is probably going to be probably twenty to ten, twenty to thirteen maybe. Uh, but like I said, it's going to be. It's going to be a rough go. I think this game, out of all the games with the weather, is going to be the worst because of the rain and the wind. The wind and the wind. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Getting a little off track here. But, yeah, I, I'd, I'd bet the bills on this game for sure. And I'm going to put 750 down on that game. And finally, got the Seahawks and the 49ers over 53 points. Uh, both these offenses have been playing great football recently. Uh, Seahawks defense hasn't been great. 49ers defense has been pretty good, but they faced some pretty weak opponents the last couple weeks. So I am not uh, I'm not expecting the Seahawks to do quite as poorly as uh, those other teams have while facing them. Like last week against the Patriots, uh, they they allowed six points. Two weeks ago against the Rams, gave up uh, 14 points, 16 points, sorry. And the week before that, facing the Dolphins, gave up 43 points. So it's been uh, a bit of a roller coaster for the Niners. They're facing a a good offense, so I expect this game to be very high scoring. Uh, Thinking probably... uh, 38 to 30 for Seattle. Uh, Seattle is favored by, by only by three points. Actually, I might do a parlay. Huh? This is an in pod parlay that I'm gonna do here. Um, actually, ah, maybe not, because ah, yeah, Niners, Niners rushing offense or defense has been pretty good, and Seahawks like to run the ball a bit. Russ has been cooking, but. Even still, the Niners' defense has been pretty solid. I, I'm just going to leave it at the over uh, 40 or 53 points, and that's going to be my uh, my final bet of the week. I'm going to do 500 on that one. So I've got five bets, just to recap. Broncos and Chargers over 44.5 and uh, minus three coverage from the Chargers. That's my parlay. got 500 down on that one. Seahawks and Niners over 53. got 500 down on that one. Uh, Raiders plus 2.5 at the Browns. 500 on that one. Then the Colts minus 2.5 at the Lions. And Bills minus 3 versus the Patriots. Both at 750. And last week I started a DFS dart throw. uh, I wouldn't say column, but segment uh, of not the pod, but of what I like to prepare for the pod. And some of them turned out pretty good other ones did not that's why they're dart throws but uh, i'm looking at uh, some of these guys in dfs where i feel like the money could be the the amount of money you pay for these guys uh, in the your dfs lineups could bring some significant value uh, for you for your lineups uh, good sentencing matt good uh, good grammar sentencing jeepers i have another one uh so to start off this seg- segment, <laughs> we've got uh, a QB, Derek Carr, listed at 5,500 on DraftKings. Now, I, I had talked about the wind in this game being a factor, and I, I do think that it will be a factor, but he's probably going to be doing some short throws to Jacobs, to Waller, to Aguilar, Renfro, 
rugs. I don't expect him to be airing it out a whole lot in this game. And uh, who are they playing? They're playing Cleveland. I just talked about them. Good, good job, Matt. Uh, Cleveland's defense hasn't been great at stopping the uh, the wide receiver position or uh, the tight end position, really. Well, they've been middle of the pack in uh, tight end defense, but uh, they also haven't faced uh, that many great tight ends. Um, but for wide receiver, they are the second worst defense uh, in the last four weeks at... Uh, and on the season, not just the last four weeks, but on the season, uh, giving up points to the wide receiver position. So even though there are going to be, it's going to be a windy game, I still expect uh, uh, Carr to throw the ball and his targets to catch them because they, the Cleveland defense has shown that they can't really cover uh, the the uh, wide receiver position. Excuse me. Uh, second one, and I've talked about him a lot this episode, so I don't need to rehash it. But it's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's listed at fifty-four hundred bucks. Again, Seattle worst uh, defense against uh, fantasy quarterbacks and fantasy wide receivers. This is great matchup for him. Uh, stream him. At, I've got him in most of my uh, DFS lineups. At the running back position, we got Le'Veon Bell at forty-six hundred on DraftKings. This is a great value in my mind uh, because of the revenge game narrative. Because of uh, the Jets being poor at stopping the run. And because of his uh, pass-catching ability, uh, Clyde Edwards Slayer hasn't caught that many passes on the season. They brought Bell in because he is a pass-catching weapon. And this situation feels like a Cleveland situation with uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt when they're both healthy. You got a 1A and 1B on the field. And I think that that's going to uh, be Bell this week. Uh, I know Miles has talked about him being washed. I'm higher on him. I still think that he's got a bit of juice left in the tank and that he uh, he wants to show uh, both Pittsburgh and actually uh, the New York Jets that he uh, th- th- they were wrong for uh, not paying him slash letting him go. Zach Moss, I had talked about earlier in this episode. He's at 4,400 going to be a lot of running in this Bills Patriots game and I expect uh, Zach Moss to get the bulk of the carries. Uh, he is probably going to split his carries with uh, Singletary and you've, you've always got uh, Josh Allen taking some runs for himself and vulturing some touchdowns from these uh, uh, running backs but I like Moss this week. He's the goal line back in uh, Buffalo as long as Allen doesn't uh, choose to run it himself. And I think that he tumbles in for a touchdown this week. Probably gives you meh, at least 10 to 15 fancy points uh, in my mind. And moving on, we've got uh, LaMichael Pirine, uh, who is listed at 4300 bucks, with Frank Gore potentially missing this week and Pirine being a pass-catching back and New York Jets probably being down in this game. Uh, go figures. They're facing the Chiefs, uh, <laughs> and the, they're the Jets. Uh, I think Pirine could be pretty good at uh, a pretty good value here. Um, I, I I think that they're going to be passing a lot in this game, and because of Pirine's pass catching ability, uh, and with Frank Gore, if Frank Gore misses, like not that 
he's going to take away from his receiving work, but he's going to get uh, the, the bulk of the carries, obviously, uh, if Frank Gore does miss. They've kind of been splitting the carries. Piran's been getting mixed into the passing game a bit more. Uh, as of last week, and actually as of when they released Bell. So uh, Piran could be a streaming option this week, and who knows, maybe it's uh, the reverse revenge game uh, narrative for him. He wants to show that uh, the New York Jets were right in uh in releasing Bell, and uh, that he is going to be the, the running back of the future there. So who knows? Uh, Tevin Coleman coming, well, potentially coming off of IR this week. Uh, he did log some full practices, and according to uh, GM Lynch, he they were giving him the full workload in practice this week. So I expect him to uh, be pretty, pretty good pretty involved in the the running game this week and at four thousand dollars on DraftKings you might as you might as well take a shot at them if you are looking for uh someone who's of value or of cheaper value I suppose I should say and uh finally I'm gonna have Naheem Hines as a potential DFS dart throw uh so the The Detroit Lions are in the bottom three defenses for stopping the run this year uh, in terms of giving up points to that position. And although Jonathan Taylor is going to see the bulk of the carries, I think that Hines might get involved in the passing game quite a bit uh, in this game. Uh, While he's going to be a change of pace back for uh, Jonathan Taylor, and given uh, how poorly the Detroit defense has played against the running back, uh, I I think that he might be worth a shot. I would would probably be picking him over Coleman just because he is coming back from the injury. Um, And in in my lineups, I've got Bell, P. Ryan, and Hines the most. Uh, well, actually, P. Ryan and Zach Moss are about even. Uh, Bell is the the value running back that I've been playing the most because I'm all in on that revenge game narrative. And uh, Naheem Hines, I think, is might be the second best value uh, for these DFS dart throws. Getting on to the wide receiver position, first and foremost, it's going to be A.J. Green. A.J. Green has been targeted heavily the last two weeks, finally getting back to what we are expecting or we expected seeing of AJ Green and uh in this game facing Tennessee who's been not great at uh stopping uh wide receivers in terms of fantasy scoring uh they're the fourth worst on the season at stopping uh at, at preventing scoring for fantasy wide receivers uh I, I like I said earlier I like all three uh receiving options for Cincinnati in this game, and Green uh, is a great uh, dart throw if you want a potentially big week. Another one is Mike Williams at 4,400 on DraftKings. Uh, now, he, he had a rough week last week, and Jalen Guyton was actually getting more targets and uh, receptions than Williams, but I, I see a bounce back for uh, Williams in this game. Uh, like I had talked about earlier, they're facing the Broncos, who been all right at stopping uh wide receivers but with Williams he is he's such a deep threat and you know what all it takes is one 
big play for him to have a great fantasy week. So he, if you if you're looking for a shot, he's a great shot to take. Uh, moving on to some cheaper options, we've got Darnell Mooney and Kendrick Bourne, both listed at 3,500 on DraftKings. Um, Allen Robbins, I, I had written Mooney in here uh, earlier today when Allen Robinson uh, was can still considered doubtful for the game against New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans hasn't been great at uh, preventing uh, defenses or wide receivers from scoring on their defense. Uh, actually, wow. They've actually improved from uh, when I last saw them. They're about middle of the pack. Never mind. Uh, but Mooney is looking like the second best option for Chicago uh, this year. Anthony Miller's got a little bit of involvement here and there, but I am preferring Mooney in this matchup over Miller. And I think that New Orleans is probably going to take away uh, Robinson in the passing game as much as they can. Uh, he's still going to get targeted, but I see an opening for Dar Darnell Mooney to have a pretty decent game. But I, I would prefer the other $3,500 uh, option in Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Seattle, like I had said, all pod. Seattle's the worst defense at uh, stopping the right wide receiver position from scoring. And Kendrick Bourne has been a good red zone target for Jimmy G this season and really is all of uh, Bourne's career he's been a great red zone target I don't expect to see a whole lot of volume going Bourne's way but like I said if he's getting the red zone targets you get a touchdown or two you have a good fantasy week so he could be uh, of great value uh, for your lineups if you're spending higher in other places and my final wide receiver DFS dart throw is De Denzel Mims at 3,200. Uh, Mims is basically the healthiest and best receiver for the Jets this week uh, with uh, Jamison Crowder being doubtful and Brashad Perryman being out. Uh, now I, I know it's gross because it's the Jets and they don't have a good offense, but uh, Mims did play pretty well last week in his debut after uh, spending the majority of the season on IR. Uh, and if he's the only option or the best option uh, against Kansas City, you never know. He's a speedster. He could maybe burn uh, one of those Kansas City defenders and have a big, big game. Um, so he, he might be worth sliding into your lineups. And I will say that uh, out of these wide receiver dart throws, I do have Bourne and Mims in the most of my lineups because I have been spending up uh, a fair amount in other positions. So... Uh, and, and I've got Green and Mooney in a couple of them, but uh, more so Bourne and Mims. Uh, finally, tight end DFS dart throws. First is Harrison Bryant. We saw him get involved last week, getting two touchdowns for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he is going to be uh, the primary tight end target, I believe. Uh, well, him or Njoku, but uh, if we're going off of what we saw last week, then I would say Bryant is the better option. And like, like I said, wins are going to be swirling in this game. Tight end uh, passes are going to be more valuable, I think, than uh, the receiver passes that uh, Baker throws. So 
I why not take a shot at Bryant? But like like I said earlier too, Johnny Smith's great value as well at forty one hundred. So I I don't have Bryant in a whole lot of lineups, but uh, I do have him in one or two. Uh, finally, Chris Herndon at the tight end position. Again, Jets gross, but they're going to be down. They're going to be passing the ball. Chris Herndon maybe the second best receiving option on uh, on the Jets. I'm not expecting much, but like I said, these are dart throws. You're not, you, you, you know, with dart throws that you could have a really good game, but you're not expecting too, too much from these guys. Um, and that's it for my DFS dart throws for the week. Now we're going to get on to some thrive props. I almost had a, uh, a, a great, uh, a perfect lineup for you guys last week except Christian Kirk let me down he uh, all he needed was 47 yards he ended up getting 37 and there were a couple missed passes of 10 plus yards where I was just screaming at the TV all you need to do is catch that ah and I I, uh, I didn't cash in on that lineup but there was another lineup that I did cash in on last week uh, because there were a lot of great props on Thrive last week um, and, and looking at, at this week, I picked, uh, four props that I think are pretty, pretty solid. Uh, first one is going to be Johnny Smith, who I talked about earlier in the pod over 35 and a half receiving yards. He's got a smash matchup facing the Cincinnati defense and don't need to go over it more. Uh, Second one is Le'Veon Bell over 40.5 rushing yards. I do think that he will be more involved in the passing game than the uh, the uh, running game, but Bell's still going to get some carries, and I think that he's going to take it to this defense. I I love Bell this week. I just that revenge narrative and the Kansas City offense combo is just too great for me to pass up. Uh, in this matchup uh next we're going to have miles gaskin under 60.5 rush yards the rams have been great at stopping the run and gaskin is not that every down back where he's just going to be pounding the ball uh through that defensive line uh he's probably going to have more value in the passing game than in the rushing running game so this this line seemed quite high for me at 60 and a half i i think that he maybe gets 40 in this game but i i expect him to get significantly less than uh, 60 and a half and finally i just talked about uh the other tight end on this team harrison bryant but this this uh prop was way too uh juicy to pass up it's david njoku over 13 and a half receiving yards I know Njoku hasn't been targeted a whole lot this weekend, this uh, season, sorry. But this weekend, uh, he's, he's, you got Austin Hooper, who's still out. You got Bryant, who's still a rookie. Keep that in mind. Uh, with Even with the dart throw that uh, you're, you're doing with him in DFS. But 13 and a half? You know, he could get that in one catch easily. Like... I just felt like this line was just way too low for me to say no to. 
So that's my Thrive lineup for you this week. I'm hoping to finally get four for four. I've had so many weeks of three for four, two for four. Uh, I've hit on most of these props, but I just haven't had a fully uh, solid lineup for uh, the listeners yet this this year. So I'm hoping this week is the week where that changes. I like all of these props and I'm going to... You know what? This this week is going to be the week that uh, all these props hit, and you guys can actually uh, say, "Hey, Matt, you're right for once." <laughs> and to end off the show, I'm going to go through one of my uh, DraftKings lineups. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have uh, Miles here to go through a lineup with me, but I am going to go uh, through the lineup that I've got. Uh, I've got the most shares of. So I'm going to run through that right now. At quarterback, we've got Jimmy Garoppolo. At running back, we've got Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor facing some pretty crappy defenses uh, to the running back position. Wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk uh, and Cole Beasley and Denzel Mims, like I mentioned earlier, as a dart throw. I, I like all three of these guys at tight end spent up a bit and I'm taking George Kittle. Uh, I love Kittle in this matchup. Uh, typically on the season, Seattle has not been uh, bad at stopping the tight end position, but they also haven't faced a tight end like Kittle yet uh, this season. So I, I like the volume he's going to get. I, I see him getting probably in the double digit targets this game. Uh, probably getting a score and uh, just making Jimmy G's uh, fancy day even better. So I've uh, got those three. Uh, I've also got Tyler Lockett in the flex position. Uh, I I really like Lockett this week. Um, he's got a better cornerback matchup than uh, DK Metcalf does. And we saw last week when DK does have a tough cornerback matchup he's more of a uh of a decoy out there than uh, he he uh, is in a threat so i like Lockett again this week now you may be saying like oh like he had a big week last week you, you gotta expect him to kind of go more to uh dk this week but i i still like Lockett uh better and i think that he's gonna get targeted quite a bit <laughs> and finally at defense i'm going with the Bears defense talked about that game being tough for New Orleans uh, even though they are doing very well uh, against opposing defenses and defenses aren't scoring a whole lot uh, against New Orleans I think this week's going to be different given the conditions and the uh, lack of receiving options uh, for New Orleans so that is my uh, DraftKings lineup if you want to copy it go ahead and do so but other than that, that's going to do it for me at the Fantasy DGENs. Uh, next week, we should have Miles back. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we have uh, some more good episodes in the future. This one actually went well, longer than Miles did last week. So I, uh, I didn't get through it as quickly as I thought I would. But that's okay. I think that uh, it was a good episode. And thanks for listening. Uh, stay frosty.